1: today on CityCast Pittsburgh. A few weeks ago, Mayor Ed Ganey told us here on this show that he wanted to bring a pro basketball team to Pittsburgh, and now the city is officially exploring the idea. The Monroeville Convention Center is turning into a hobby lobby, and former ADA coffee and tea workers are getting a little resolution. Plus, it's tax season, and we've got a bunch of free resources for folks who need a little help. February 16th, the Friday News Roundup. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. I'm with CityCast Pittsburgh, Sophia Lowe. Hello. Hi, Megan. Hi. And roving producer Elizabeth Kama, who's been hanging out with us all
0: this week. Yeah, excited to be here. Excited to be on the pod yet again.
1: Uh, I hope that you've had a reasonably smooth week. It's been freezing. I hope. Did anybody get good coffee? Sophia, you're always good for these recommendations.
2: (laughs) Yes, I checked out Nicholas Coffee and Tea. That's downtown in Market Square. Got the recommendation from friend of the pod, Brian C. Um, So I'm glad I finally got to check that out. I had the Bee's Knees Latte, which had honey, vanilla and lavender. Uh, yeah. You
1: telling me about that is actually what inspired me to get one this morning from Convive. I think that's how you say it. Mm. I got their lavender latte with half whole milk, half skim so that I can have that 2% life DIY.
0: Ooh, <laughs> love that. I have not had coffee this week. It has been an energy drink week for me, which is like horrifying. But I had a Celsius uh, kiwi, <laughs> kiwi guava, uh, I think. So Yeah.
1: I know what we did not get this week uh, or last, unfortunately, uh, was at a coffee and tea. Uh, The owner Mm -hmm. of all four locations, in case you missed it, shut down abruptly in January um, and basically minutes after employees notified management
2: that they intended to unionize. Yeah, we talked about this in one of our regular Thursday food shows when this news first broke. Um, So you can check out our show from January 8th. 18th uh if you love drama i really recommend checking out that episode because everything happens so fast and baristas had a lot of feelings about this obviously yeah
0: yeah. as a former barista i was uh sat uh listening fully fully enmeshed uh but if you've been following this like you know there's been an important update this week
1: Yes, uh, the baristas got severance packages, which is wonderful. Um, The former employees had filed a petition with the NLRB um, that has since been dropped. The Trib reports that they're all getting at least one month's pay
2: um, and anyone who worked there for more than a year would get a little more maybe based on tenure Yeah. And shout out to another friend of the pod, Ryan Dito, for getting in touch with a lawyer and reporting that info. Most outlets just went with the press release, which just said there was a compensation package and stopped there. Yeah.
0: Cannot appreciate that enough. I am so nosy, nebby, gossipy. I want to know what people are
2: getting. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And uh, I do hope that workers were also able to get into the stores and get their things. That was something they couldn't Mm -hmm. do because they got locked out overnight and i know that's something workers wanted totally understand i would want my stuff back too still sad to see a sudden closure though and just the fact that people lost their jobs so unexpectedly but i'm very glad that they walked away with some severance mm-hmm. i'm sure that getting that union process started uh, was a big part in helping them bargain for that severance so yeah unions yeah unions
1: well, let's keep the news rolling, then, Elizabeth. What is the big Pittsburgh story that you have been reading about this week?
0: It's it's a real tragedy, guys. Um, a Pittsburgh hero has has fallen.
2: Here we go. This is extremely dramatic.
0: I need mean it. The Monroeville Convention Center is closing, <laughs> and I'm heartbroken. Um, <laughs> have either of you guys been?
1: I went there once many years ago to cover a pet show when I was still reporting for the trip. Pet show. Mm. A pet show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to the convention center, though I would go for a pet show. I don't know if this is the same one, but I'm pretty sure I saw some local pet show where you could enter your like household cats in and what? I wanted to enter my cat in, pistachio. I think she could sweep. I don't
1: know if the one I went to would necessarily be for pistachio. It was a little odd. Maybe it was just like the
0: fluorescent lighting <laughs> and the carpet. I feel like pistachio deserves better. Pistachio deserves the world. Uh, I have actually not been to the pet show. That sounds like a lot of fun, even if it is a little <laughs> uncanny. Um, but I have gone to a bunch of events at like the Monroeville Convention Center over the years. Uh, my sister and I were oh. big comic girlies, not like other girls' points. Uh, scored. I um, also liked
2: <laughs> comics, Elizabeth. You are exactly like other girls.
0: <laughs> okay. Yes, I am exactly like other girls, and I'm not ashamed. It was very, <laughs> very fun. Um, we went to Steel City Comic Con several times. Um, my sister entered the cosplay contest. There are always Ooh. these really cool vendors. Um, I haven't been in a few years uh, but I recently went to the Totally Rad Vintage Fest there and got a lovely pink trench coat. Uh, my only gripe was that they made you buy water. Like, you, they, like, put a trash bag on the fountain so, like, you couldn't, like, fill your water bottle. Mm-hmm. The only water you could get was, like, a bottle or if you wanted to, like, kind of be nasty and fill from the bathroom tap, which, to be fair, is what I did.
1: What was the space like though? Because like I, I kind of remember some like swirly carpet, but and maybe and uh, what do you call those drop ceilings with the like tile things? But that's like I it. Hate that's drop all ceilings.
0: I got. I have the memory of a goldfish, but it did definitely have <laughs> like a definite like liminal space vibe. Like the lights made everything kind of yellow. They played very loud pop music over the uh, speakers. It was a very big open room with like the bathrooms and the concession in the back, and um. Yeah, it was it definitely like gave like cursed mall but like in a fun kind of like (laughs) camp way. Did not expect cursed mall and camp to go in the
2: same sentence. But sure, again, I haven't been there, so I'm not a fair judge. Yeah. So do we know what happened, like why it's shutting down?
0: Yeah, no, we know. The owners of the Monroeville Convention Center, Oxford Development, announced that the building is going to be turned into a Hobby Lobby, um, which is an arts and crafts store for all of you unacquainted. Um, And that's a big change. Uh, The new lease in the Monroeville Convention Center is set to go into effect in June, which, like, I know feels like far out, but given how long it takes to organize one of these events, that's like a super last minute thing to, you know, kind of let these these people know. And there's a chance that we as Pittsburghers could miss out some really, really cool events if they like can't find a new venue in the next few months. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also important to note that uh, city officials say that they weren't informed that this huh. sale was going through, which is like a big deal because of, you know, how much kind of impact this center has on the local economy.
1: Yeah, I think that's the primary headline I saw too is that like they may try to save or stop some of this transfer because they just didn't see it coming and now they're like wait a second you can't take this away from us (laughs) Um, which I get right like there's a huge economic impact to having conventions in your your place like I have spent a lot of money at conventions and surrounding businesses I know yeah like cons and events like this they draw people to local restaurants to hotels if you're coming from like far away and just like as an event planner I think there's also like an art to picking a space that will like fit the vibe of what you're trying to do like you want your event to feel full but you don't want it to be overwhelming um i mean i don't know Monroeville. at least in my very limited memory felt a little out of fashion maybe um but i'm maybe. guessing it was also a he- heck of a lot cheaper than some other big spaces like just the size of the room that as i remember it like it was probably the same as like a lot of big hotel spaces or like some of the casino ones for example But I'm guessing that those being in the city of Pittsburgh and owned by who they are, they probably cost a whole lot more. Like we need a mid-sized option that is between the second floor of Spirit in Lawrenceville and the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Like where's where's that spot that's like halfway between the two? goldilocks
0: perfect middle um yeah yeah with maybe
1: slightly cleaner carpet you know like we can still have nice things
0: (laughs) better better lighting um but i mean (laughs) it worked really well for like these really fun smaller conventions it makes me sad like just because like i don't know the conventions were like fun and niche and i love fun little niche things
2: Yeah. And to your point, Megan, the Trib wrote an article about the convention center shutting down. And in terms of like size, they pointed out that the David L. Lawrence convention center downtown is more than 10 times bigger than Monroeville's. Is it that much bigger? Whoa. Yeah. Wow. And another option. I mean, that probably is like all their spaces combined. right? Yeah. like Because
1: the convention center is designed to be like segmented. So like multiple conventions can happen of different sizes at different times.
2: Yeah. I figure you're probably not getting the whole convention center downtown, but still can like. Can you imagine going <laughs> to anything at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center where it's both floors, both sides
1: like that? That is overwhelming. <laughs>
2: Well, um, another option that the trip wrote about is the Blair County Convention Center, but that is half the size of the Monroeville
0: one.
1: And much further away. Yeah. Can't win. Not in the best
0: location. Yeah. And like instead of a mid-sized space, we're getting like a Hobby Lobby. I guess a really
1: big Hobby Lobby. It's That doesn't seem like the right size for most
2: Hobby Lobbies I have experienced in my life. And there's a Joann's and Michael's already in that area. What exactly is this Hobby Lobby going to contribute?
0: More trinkets. They need all the space for trinkets. That's too many trinkets. Okay, well, I don't think that's such a thing, Sophia. <laughs> um, and I will die on that hill. Uh, but technically, the whole space isn't going to be a Hobby Lobby. KDKA found out oh. that only half the space is going to be a Hobby Lobby. So I'm not sure if the rest of the convention center has been leased out to another business yet. So slightly fewer trinkets and then half an empty
2: building.
1: For now, as far as we know, uh, we'll keep you posted as we learn more. And who knows, maybe the Monroeville mayor will save the convention center after all. Kind of sounds like save the clock tower from Back to the Future.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listen, that's something I can get behind. That's something I can support. Um, Call me controversial.
1: Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's gonna be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins and so will everyone else there.
0: Megan, what important Pittsburgh news have you been following this week?
1: I regret to inform you both that I would like to talk about sports.
2: I am okay when you tell me about (laughs) sports things. You don't actually make it about the games or the scores. You don't throw a bunch of names at me without context. So I really appreciate that. There's Mm -hmm.
1: almost no names in this, Sophia. I promise (laughs) that I will
2: continue on the trend. Uh, So
1: the Pittsburgh area has been quietly chasing ways to be, I don't know, kind of a bigger player, I guess. Um, Not only in the leagues that we're already in, um, but a couple of new ones. Mm. So first up, the NBA, Uh, the Sports and Exhibition Authority, which includes the city and the county. They're doing this feasibility study to see whether Pittsburgh could maybe support a professional basketball team, which would be cool.
0: But we've talked about this before. Pittsburgh will never have a pro basketball team. Pittsburghers, like, hate the NBA. Like, hate, hate it.
2: (laughs) Well, that was before my time here, but I've heard about this episode. We'll link it in the show notes for anyone who wants more details. But give me the big picture, Megan. Yeah.
1: So, I mean— Elizabeth's right. We probably
2: can't have a pro men's team. um,
1: But I still think it's worth maybe going through like the list of why. So first and foremost, because of our size, we already have three major professional teams, the Pirates, the Steelers, the Penguins. And adding a fourth whole league um, would be kind of tough just because we're like a mid-sized media market at best. Um, Number two, you need fans to care to show up. Like, if you're going to set up a team, you need to know that, like, thousands and thousands of people are going to be clamoring over tickets and make some money, right? Fair (laughs) enough. Yeah. Uh, Number three, you need a ton of corporate money willing to back you. Uh, That makes sense. AccraSure Stadium and PPG Paints Arena. Like, you Mm. need all those advertising dollars. Uh, You need a place to play, which, like, PPG Paints could work. Like, the amount of people that can fit in it are, like, kind of on par with a lot of basketball spaces. And there is precedent for... Basketball and hockey sharing like a physical space. Um, But then you also need a leader. So, like, someone who wants to own it. Um, You know, in that episode you were referencing, um, we talked to a fella, Tyler Batiste. He worked as a sports editor at the Post Gazette uh, many moons ago. He's currently an NBA editor with The Athletic. He floated a very wealthy local boy.
0: I think it's somebody, I think it would probably be somebody who's already a champion, uh, Mark Cuban, who is. From the area, Um, he's very open about his love for his hometown and, um, you know, Western Pennsylvania. Uh, Mark Cuban is obviously the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, has been for, you know, two decades. They've been successful. He's won a championship. They've had generational superstars. He has the clout and the experience and kind of the, the platform that if he decided one day, hey, you know, I'd love to bring a team to my hometown, Um, You know, that would involve obviously him selling Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks, and then, um, you know, getting the state, the the funds to kind of get a team going here. But if he decided that, that's something that the league would absolutely have to take seriously. and, And he's got the, he's got the money to make it happen.
1: And some good news. Tyler was onto something because Cuban actually did it. Since we talked to Tyler, Mark Cuban has sold most of his share of the Dallas Mavericks. The deal went through just a few weeks ago. Tyler Um, can
2: see the future.
0: (laughs) Apparently. Uh,
1: Now, Cuban does still have a stake in the Mavericks um, and you cannot own two teams in the same league. It's a conflict of interest, but it's one small step in the right direction for basketball hopefuls like me.
2: And you're in good company because when we talked to Mayor Gainey last year, he also said he wants a pro team, either pro men's or pro
0: women's. Before you talked to Gainey, had we ever, like, asked for one? And will we get it if the study comes back and it seems, like, feasible?
1: I don't know if y'all saw anything, but, like, I have never seen the city ask for a basketball team, like, openly. Maybe Mm. back channels, that's a thing. My partner was a City Hall reporter for a very long time, um, and he has no memory of that either. I still think, like, getting a pro men's team is, like, mad iffy just because Seattle and Vegas are kind of better than us in basically every metric that the NBA cares about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But a women's team, like, that's interesting. And I've heard a lot of people talking about that in recent months. So, like, that's
2: a cool prospect. So pro basketball team, what else is the city trying
0: to lock down? There's the women's hockey thing. Francesca wrote about it in the newsletter.
1: Very good. Uh, Yeah. Uh, A professional women's hockey league just launched last year. Uh, uh, We're staging a game here in Pittsburgh for them next month. So we don't have a team, um, but we're playing host to a couple of teams. And the Penguins have said that they might be interested in more than just hosting games. Like maybe we could do more than that. That seems really cool. Um, And then the last one, of course, is the NFL. But we already have that team. So what else do we want? (laughs) We want the Super Bowl. But we're never going to get that either.
0: Oh. Didn't think so. Break my heart.
1: We don't have enough hotel rooms. Uh, The airport is not close enough to Accrashire Stadium. Uh, We have a colder weather climate, which would make the Super Bowl kind of miserable. Remember all those videos of Buffalo Mm. Stadium? They'll also never get a Super Bowl for the similar reasons. But there's an event in April that we could participate in. Uh, We're bidding to host the NFL draft, which is when, you know, all the college players and free agents and
2: different people wait for their number to be called uh, to find out what team that they might play on in the future did not know that existed um, but i'm guessing that's an easier sell than hosting the super bowl Yes, much. Uh, Where I think
1: we're our lot is like 2026 and 2027. So obviously you do this stuff way far in advance. Um, The TRIB reports that around 10 cities have like openly expressed interest in competing for it. Um, The whole event is like three days long, but there's a bunch of events before and after it. And the economic impact is huge. It's like many, many tens of
2: millions of dollars that can come into the city if we get an event like that. It could be really neat. That's good for the city. Um, If there's a bunch of people running around, personally for me, I will be hiding then. So, I mean, they could just be really jacked, like 19, 20,
1: 21, 22, 23, 24 year olds. So, like, if that's your thing, that could be a good weekend for you to be downtown.
0: (laughs) Well, Sophia, I don't know if Sophia's partner were like that, but I'd certainly go down (laughs) there and just, you know, see. Although I feel like that makes me a cougar because I'm what, at least five years older than some of those boys? Not 24 year olds. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free.
2: Sophia, move us along. What have you been focusing on this week? Well, I don't know if you're going to like this, but I'm going to be talking about taxes. Woohoo! <laughs> have you all started Silence. yours
0: yet? <laughs> that is a problem for future Elizabeth, uh, not current Elizabeth, so no. I
1: usually do mine in the fall because my partner and I have complicated tax filings. So we do an extension this time of year and then finish up before the secondary filing deadline in October. Is that too much information?
0: (laughs) I think that's what my family does.
1: That sounds like double paperwork. See, this is why I pay someone. I know how taxes work
2: academically, but I don't trust my math like ever. That's why I need
1: people like you to help keep me
2: straight. (laughs) Uh, I am paying someone, too, because um, one of my W-2s, I was fully taxed in the wrong state the whole time. And I am confused and worried I'm going to mess that up. That's the thing. I
1: had a job once that was taken out like as if I had two dependents and I was in the wrong school district for like (laughs) a solid three years. And I didn't know I was doing it wrong. Yeah, They did it wrong. And I just didn't notice until a tax preparer showed it to me this is the problem. This is why I need
2: someone who knows what they're doing. Why can't the government just tell us how much to pay? I know that would be so nice. (laughs) But that is not the case. And if you are in a situation where you need some help with your taxes, there are a lot of different ways to get that kind of assistance in Allegheny County. Lots of different places and orgs to go to.
1: Yes, definitely learn from our mistakes. Um, Hey, Pittsburgh newsletter editor Francesca DeBecco put together uh, a really great resource of organizations that can help um, with tax returns. We'll link to it all, of course, in the show notes. And these Um, are all free tax help places. I don't think we've mentioned that yet. All free. Yes. Not a single one cost you money. Uh, One resource I specifically want to shout out is Just Harvest just because I think they do such incredible like wraparound services too. So free tax help, but also because they can see your income level, they're also like trained and prepped to help you access anything else you might be eligible for in terms of wraparound services. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. You guys have talked about them on the podcast before um, and they can actually help you apply for SNAP benefits too, which I don't know. I just think it's really cool that they're doing this work.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, the part of their mission that, like, matters the most. Like, if you're already eligible for benefits, then you don't need to be spending an extra dime on tax preparation. Like, we will make sure that if you get a return, it all goes back to you every penny. And I just love that mission. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and they just opened their tax appointments. It's called the Free Tax Preparation Coalition, and you can schedule uh, with them for free prep if you make less than 65k a year, which is, you know, a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll
2: have a link in our show notes to Francesca's article, which links to basically everything else we're talking about now. Um, but just so you all have it, the website you can visit is pa211.org vita, uh, V-I-T-A, and you can use that to find a tax prep site near you and the nice thing is that website isn't limited to just harvest Uh, this website lets you find places where you can get tax help all over the state so if you got
0: friends in philly near harrisburg let them know about this too yeah and everyone needs this or i mean at least everyone i know um (laughs) i also know that the north hills community outreach is offering free tax assistance and the threshold to get a free appointment is also under 65k a year uh, which as i said earlier is a lot of people
1: And one more, too, that uh, I was kind of surprised by, AARP. I definitely had not thought about until you brought it up, Sophia. AARP has tax aid sites all across the county, um, and they have some in Westmoreland and Washington County. Would not have considered them.
2: Yeah, and you don't even need to be a member of AARP to get this benefit. Um, Anyone can sign up for a tax appointment with them. Um, But that being said, you also do not have to be... uh, retirement age to get other AARP benefits. Um, A membership is like $16 a year. And those perks can include things like discounts at certain restaurants. Um, So, yeah, if you want a good deal, maybe throw in $16 a year to be an AARP member. I had no idea.
1: Like, I knew that their stuff was all designed for people. I think it's like 50 plus. But you can actually join if you're as young as 18. Who knew? (laughs) Um, No income or age requirement to get that tax help. Um, And the volunteers, it says, are IRS certified. um, So you can make an appointment whenever you want to.
2: And a lot of those sites are out of, like, senior centers, churches, and libraries, so all over uh, the communities. And if you need to see all of this in writing, again, it's on our website already.
0: Yeah, and speaking of libraries, that's a great place to go if you have questions. The Carnegie Library website has info about tax assistance, plus some of those Just Harvest tax prep sessions are also held at libraries. And even if you don't need tax help,
2: the library can be a great place because they've got tax forms printed out for you. If you're filling out any forms by hand, they can print any important documents for you for free. Um, I did this last year because the first 10 pages you print each day are free. I also do this for like when I want to do coloring pages. So it doesn't need to be tax season for you to use that. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Sophie. of course you have a little treat with your tax prep.
0: <laughs> little treats all the time.
1: Uh, before we go, um, I feel like everybody who listened yesterday would have heard my Friday night plans already. Um, but for Yins, where might someone find a city caster this weekend? Where are you going?
2: First? Yes. Yay. I'm so glad that there's a long weekend. Reminder, <laughs> Monday where that was going. is President's Day. <laughs> And second, I have a friend visiting from Long Island. So we'll be romping around, looking at all the city sites, and also frolicking around the strip and other assorted grocery stores. That's what I do every weekend anyway. But we are picking up ingredients to make a steamed fish feast.
1: Romping, frolicking. Sophia really is excited about this three day weekend. I am
0: excited. (laughs) Long weekend and food. Hooray. I support your joy. My long weekend will be less intense. I will be rotting mostly. Um, I got a book from my local library here in O'Hara that I have been waiting ages for, um, Clara in the Sun. It's really good. Um, but I'm probably just going to read that in chill at Butterwood Bake Consortium in Lawrenceville, get a little pastry, and just dedicate my brain to rotting and reading this book.
2: I don't think it counts as rotting if you're in a public place. I think you rot in bed with your pastries and books.
0: You've never seen me rot. Can you <laughs> rot if you're reading? I don't think that's yes. the definition either. Listen, you guys just don't understand. You you, you just like don't I understand guy. rotting. I have flop
2: weekends planned all the time. I'm glad for you, Elizabeth, if this is your version of a rot weekend. But this is, this sounds like a little bit of an out and about time. Okay, Sophia, this is my rot. Let me live. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough.
1: I hope you both have wonderful weekends. Thank you.
2: Thank Thanks you. Thanks, Megan.
1: That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. Our music is by Benji. Mary Lee Williams is our executive producer. Sophia Lowe and Elizabeth Kama produce the show. Francesca DeBecco writes our newsletter with editing help this week from Natalia Aldana. And I am your host, Megan Harris. We'll be back on Tuesday with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend, everyone.
0: I've stopped being human and I've started just being a lizard!